Welcome to Dynasty Theory, your source for everything Dynasty fantasy football. With your hosts, John Bauer. I'm looking to sell everybody price dependent. Dan LaMagna. Too much dysfunction in Cleveland. And Mitch Sorensen. Well, it's hard to compete with excellence. Yes, welcome back. Another episode, Dynasty Theory. Now, everybody's probably thinking, John, was there an episode last week? Because it wasn't on the podcast feed. Dan and Mitch held down the fort, a fantastic episode. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it's available. It's out there, but it is only on YouTube. And this was not because I wasn't on the show. It wasn't sabotage. There was a storage issue through StreamYard. So the episode is available, uh, like I said, on the YouTube channel, but not available on the podcast feed. But we're back. We're back. And there he is, Dan. What's up, brother? Absolutely stoked tonight, gentlemen. It is like 33 days before the Cowboys season opener. Dynasty and DFS season is, is, is arriving. And I feel tonight's episode is very important. You know, not only are we zoning in on the latest news and hype surrounding NFL practices and making sure that our, our listeners aren't overreacting, but you could also be so consumed by the amount of camp news we're trying to catch every little bit by these beat reporters at, at practice that like I needed to zoom out yesterday and just kind of keep things in perspective. So really look forward to diving in tonight. Yeah, and it's nonstop. And we talk about this. There, there are pieces that we should be reacting to, but it's finding that balance between reacting just the right amount and overreacting. And hopefully somebody can keep us in line here with some really grounded takes. And I think it's going to be Mitch Sorensen. What's up, Mitch? Uh, easily. I mean, the show's great and everything, but in about an hour, I get to watch Hard Knocks of the Detroit Lions. And that's really all that I care about this week. You know, normally, you know, well, 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 the football season things. is like Christmas. This is Christmas. And then in three to four days, I get to see you guys in Canton. And it's like New Year's Eve. So it actually works out really well. Well, that's when the party is going to yes. happen. That's when the party. Uh, anybody that's listening, the the Dynasty Theory gang will be out in Canton, Ohio for the Fantasy Football Expo. If you're there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you have any desire, hey, wh where's JB? Where's Mitch? Where's Dan? Shoot us a DM. Uh, hey, let's grab a drink. Absolutely. Uh, I think a few beverages will be shared. Uh, well, not shared. We're not going to, you know, COVID still, still a thing. So we're not going to be sharing beverages. But you get what I'm saying here. Anyway, I still have never watched an episode of Hard Knocks wow. ever. Yeah. Ever. And, and don't discount this for Mitch, JB. I mean, Detroit Lions <laughs> fans have not had a lot to be excited about in a long time. Like, they're, they're, they're trending up here. So I, I think Mitch is stoked. This is really kicking off his season. I, I know, Mitch, you said you don't watch it, but I will be watching when we're done here. When I edit it, when I get it on the podcast right. feed, I'll be watching Only Murders in the Building. Nope. I think my wife watched that without me. That's the Selena Gomez one, right? Okay. It's the Martin Short and the Steve Martin one with Selena Gomez. Oh, yeah, it's okay. a good show. No, it's the Selena Gomez one. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about the, the, the name of this episode. Camp stories. We're on the campfire, baby. We're roasting those marshmallows. Hopefully it's not in our Discord. Anybody that's in the Discord, they know the meme that was created uh, in there. The marshmallow guy from Ghostbusters, Traylon Burks. So hopefully it's not a, a marshmallow like that. But we have a lot of players that I'm throwing at you guys tonight. Mm -hmm. 
And I want this to be a really open conversation. So it's not going to be Mitch. What do you think here? Dan, what do you think here? Just wherever your brain takes you, whether it is from uh, the real life NFL perspective, but also throwing in and tying it back to dynasty and where we stand on it, just wherever you go. So you guys have free reign tonight. Which I like is, it. This is going to get un- off the rails a little bit. It is, but it's unusual that I give you guys free reign. Okay. But then also with each player and situation we discuss, once you guys do your little run through, I'm going to be putting you to the test in a rapid fire. Dan, it is a rapid fire. I can't tell you how many times we do a rapid fire and I got to cut out so much dead air. It's not dead air, JB. I'm trying to make sure our listeners have what they need. They are number one in my heart, JB. Not our time length of our show. Although tonight we got to be ready for hard knock. So I'll I'll keep it rapid fire. But nobody wants to just hear. (sighs) That's like the Dan LaMagna soundtrack. Anyway, guys, let's start out with New England. You can tell. You always know whenever I miss a week. Yep. Because I come on all fired up. And this is just me drinking tea. Just... Wait until this weekend and can. Uh, Mitch and I are doing the Pivot Point live Saturday morning. Dan, if you were staying in our Dynasty Theory suite at the hotel, you'd be on the show with us, but you're not. We'll see what this weekend brings. Maybe I'll just crash it. <laughs> Maybe I would just crash your room. I mean, anything is possible this weekend. Yeah, security. Yeah, we have an intruder on the premises. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start out in New England. There are a lot of questions, and I can't say on air what I have regarding Matt Patricia <laughs> on the show notes, because like Dan likes to keep it clean. We're going to keep it PG. I was already suspended last week for, <sighs> for uh, some, some verbiage, but uh, so Mac Jones, the new England offense, Mitch, you're familiar with Matt Patricia and I sure his, am. his uh, methodical offensive guru style that he brings to the table. Uh, is there any concern there? What are we looking at with this offense? How do you think it impacts Mac Jones? What are your thoughts overall? To be fair, Matt Patricia is horrible, but it could also be Joe judge who is just as horrible. So it's, the thing, you know, Belichick is going to write the ship. Like, you know that offense is going to end up being okay. But I really think that's all that it is. Outside of Damian Harris and Ramonde, I don't want anybody on that offense. I don't care if Devontae Parker looks like their wide receiver one. I don't care about Mac Jones. If someone comes and offers me anything of value for a Mac Jones share that I have on my teams, he's gone because I think he's just like, the most replaceable quarterback that there is in fantasy. No rushing upside. Yeah, he's safe because he's young. Cool. I could find another young, safe quarterback who's not going to do anything. Kind of like Tua. Dan, oh, wow, the the Tua jab. We're seven minutes in, and Mitch gets the Tua jab. But let's stay on topic. Let's stay on topic. Hold on. Hold that flag. Hold the red flag over there, the challenge flag. I... Mac Jones, he is that safe young quarterback. And he's that guy that, yeah, he's my quarterback too. Okay. Uh, you know, he's in that New England situation. So you you have that little bit of stability, you feel like, right? But Dan, is there really any upside there? Or are you with Mitch that if you'd be looking to move on, whether or not any of these reports came out with the way this offense has looked? I kind of enjoy that stability here a little bit. I mean, there's some quarterbacks we have on our rosters that you could be holding your breath with, you know, when you, when you go, you know, a little bit deeper, you know, is Danny Dimes going to hold a job or not? You know, there's, there's, 
half dozen quarterbacks that in a year or two, I mean, who knows what happens? I'm very confident that Mac Jones is going to be in New England there for five years. And I like to think he's only going to get better as I think the Patriots hopefully are trending up. Um, if, if we want to just backtrack to the Patricia news, I'm in between not thinking that this is relevant at all because the GOAT is overseeing operations and we'll figure it out by week one or shortly thereafter. But then I'm still balancing it with critically thinking that the GOAT set his offense back some this year by not adequately replacing McDaniels and some of the coaching staffs that left. You know, if you go to the New England Patriots website and you look at their their coaching staff, like they don't even have an O-line coach in place this year. They have an assistant O-line coach, but they don't have an O-line coach. They don't have an offensive coordinator. And I know Belichick says, hey, we'll get the job done and the titles don't matter, this and that. But I don't know. Did, did they miss a little bit and it kind of stunts things for this year? But he always does figure it out. He bounced back after one off year, getting some pieces in place. They spent on free agency, you know, two years ago. And I think they're trending up, but the kid's talented. He's a winner. These Alabama quarterbacks are winners and you put them with good coaching and weapons around them. You know, now I'm a little more enthralled with Tua because I think I see a little bit more of a passing attack there versus New England. They're going to ground and pound a little bit more and play good defense. So, I mean, I definitely see Mitch's point. He's he's not a league winner, Mac Jones, by any means. But if he's my QB, two in a super flex, I'm content. How that, easy that's the thing. Know. You're content. Sorry, I was just going to say real quick that uh, you're content, right? Of course. How easy is it to get Jared Goff right now? You could get him on almost any Superflex roster you want. Jared Goff is more than likely going to outscore Mac Jones this year. There's a decent chance that the Lions are good, like good enough to not have a top 10 pick this year, which also means they're going to have a super late pick with the Rams. They'll have a middling pick with the line, with their pick. Maybe they can't get that 23 quarterback. Maybe they go with Jared Goff again. Do you want Jared Goff for two years? Or do you want Mac Jones maybe for three years? But I, I you're discounting the fact that they're like you're saying Mac Jones for three years. Okay. What are the do odds? You want that- Mac Jones for ten years? Who on your team that's that type of quarterback do you want on your team at all to begin with? Besides the fact he's young and we assume he's stable, but as we found out with multiple young quarterbacks the last few years, they're not as stable as what we think they are. And I'm, I'm not necessarily disagreeing. I'm obviously the ceiling is lower. You know, I, I know every uh, quarterback doesn't necessarily need to be the dual threat rushing quarterback, but those are the exceptions rather than the norm at this point in time with the way the NFL is going. And Mac Jones, he is offering you that stability that Dan talked about, but it is still replaceable production. You know, especially if you're in a league that rewards six points for a passing touchdown, that's going to bring a player like Mac Jones down. Now, that is unless we can count on some type of uptick in volume and production. And is that going to happen? I don't know. I don't think it does. Based on Mitch and I's, uh, Mitch and my, my uh, projections here, I we have him as a, a, not even a quarterback too to be honest with you, but then it comes into play when you look at your dynasty roster, do you want that stability at the position? Do you want that longer term outlook and pair that with mediocre performance? Or do you want maybe a slightly higher ceiling or go the other route and pivot to a Jared Goff plus? I would like to think that Mitch isn't just advocating for Goff for Mac Jones. No, no, of course not. Well, I just want to clear it up because you depending. 
value dependent. All right. So a lot of that primarily focused on Mac Jones because, you know, the running game, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, I think both offer yep. the value and production here in 2022, but neither of them from a value standpoint are highly sought after. Dan, I think it's safe to say you're still targeting both of those players, at least Damian Harris. I know you're a Damian guy. I have so many shares of Harris and Stevenson in, in all different formats, but definitely dynasty. They're two young backs. They're talented. They're in a perfect running back system. Um, I, I just think there's a lot of opportunity there. And hopefully if that running game takes shape, that opens up the doors for Mac Jones. You know, teams are going to zero in on trying to stop the run. They believe New England is going to do that. You know, hopefully he has a couple games where, where he does pop off a little bit. I also see Mitch's narrative with Jared Goff. There's a perfect storm kind of lining up in Detroit there. I know he's drinking the Hard Knocks Kool-Aid, but that <laughs> offensive line is really good, and DeAndre Swift is really dynamic, and St. Brown's coming off a great year, and then you go bring in Shark, and James, Jameson Williamson's going to come in healthy at some point. There's a lot to be excited about there, and, the, and they're trending up. So I, I think you just have the fear that's the Detroit Lions, and you know we need to see a little bit more of it. Um, you know, to, to be a little bit more confident, but that could buy Goff a little bit of a t of time there. But as a dynasty owner, I hate just not feeling confident and being able to just have those quarterbacks where there's a lot of certainty. Now, maybe I'm a little bit of a hypocrite too, JB and Mitch, because I don't have any Mac Jones shares, <laughs> you, you know, so, so, and I've got enough dynasty rosters to, to say I should, but I'm investing more in their running backs and I am investing in quarterbacks elsewhere. But if the opportunity presented itself, I'd be very comfortable with, with Mac on my roster. Does it concern you with those two running backs that they do offer the limited upside in the passing game? Like, I don't want to say they're plotters, but they are going to be touchdown dependent. It does. It, you know, it doesn't have the exciting upside that, you know, hey, we're trying to win our league. I think if I do have Mac Jones on a roster and he's my QB two, I expect to be much stronger in other positions uh, as a contender. You know, maybe that means I have one of the, you know, the elite tight ends and my running back and receiver positions are really stable because I've invested more there. And that's why I have Mac Jones as, as my, you know, second quarterback. Ideally, to your point, Mitch, is your, or JB, is your projections he'd be even better as your third quarterback. So you're a little less reliant, you know, maybe you have a, someone with an offensive upside, like a Kirk cousins or a Derek Carr, or, you know, pick your quarterback as your two, that you would be better off and just have a young quarterback in the wings and you see how he develops. Now these trades, these are actual trades that took place in leagues where managers pay to be a part of these leagues. These trades start out. Okay. But when we get to some of these other players, I want to know what leagues these are, to be honest with you. Not to be too critical, but you'll see what I'm talking about. So we're going to do, throughout all of these, we're going to go Mitch, Dan, Mitch, Dan, Mitch, Dan, all the way through. There's going to be four of these, okay? We have Mac Jones. It doesn't matter if we have Mac Jones in the okay. roster. All right, Mitch. Mac Jones or Alec Pearson at 23 first. And these are all 12-team super oh, flex. 23 first. Dan? Same, same. Mac Jones or Trubisky in a 23 first? 23 first. First. Hey, and Trubisky even buys you time. Mac Jones and a 23 first. So we're pairing them together. And this is a 12 team with 12 starters per team. So Mac Jones and a 23 first or Matt Ryan and Mike Evans? Mac Jones. I agree yep. with that one. Yeah. Yep. And then let's see if we get the clean sweep. Last one. Mac Jones or Amon Ross St. Brown? 12 team super flex. Sun God. Normally, I'm going to go with the quarterback because your, your rosters need that. So I'll, I'll take Mac Jones, but that's close. I'm also going Mac Jones, 
but I don't mind. I love those other pivots. Mm-hmm. Um, it, well, two of them. I don't like that Matt Ryan, Mike Evans one. Clearly, that's one where somebody thought they were looking to contend, and they want the upside with Matt Ryan, and then the twelve starters add Mike Evans. But I, I think I like I haven't seen personally Mac Jones for just a twenty-three first. No, nope, I haven't yeah. seen that. And if you're telling me that you're able to pivot off of him, and I ideally I'm getting more added on, but if I think there's a very good chance, it's a, it's a team that is not a playoff challenger here in my, in my eyes, that 23 first is going to look super appealing with those running backs coming out. Yeah. That's a huge, uh, just taking Mac Jones out of just a player of that type. Someone giving you a 23 first for that type of player isn't enhancing if they make the playoffs or not. Mm -hmm. So anything like that, I mean, there's going to be other players that we talk about throughout the show that, it's the same vote to where if you could get a draft pick for that player, they're probably not going to help the other team win anyways. I got, I got to give a shout out to one of the comments in the chat and I know it says Corey on there, but it's, it's fake Ron from our discord. Uh, he says this Matt Ryan slander won't stand in can. <laughs> we, we have dudes coming in from the UK to hang out with us. It is going to be a fantastic weekend. Uh, we have we have a great group of folks coming in, and then hopefully next year we even grow that with our, our little group within the larger Fantasy Football Expo convention. But, yeah, it's going to be an absolute blast. All right. J.K. Dobbins, my guy, Ooh. activated from the pup list on Monday, yesterday. It's Tuesday today. Mitch. It's needed. It had to happen. All right. I was really worried that his value was going to continue to plummet. It was but falling. If he comes back and he's healthy and he's showing that, you know, he's not missing training camp for any lingering injuries, some hamstring issues or something like that. How high is his value going to go? Because e- Gus Edwards probably isn't going to play week one is what they're yep. saying. So then what you have Mike Davis behind him. I mean, I think his value from now until the first week of the season is going to continue to rise until the point to where he's like head and shoulders above the Antonio Gibson types. I offered a trade earlier today, last night. It was involving, it was a two for two swap. And I don't blame this manager for not accepting. I would have rejected if I were them too, but I was sending my Dobbins in the trade and asking for uh, Josh Jacobs back. And they said, and there were other players involved, but they said, they prefer Josh Jacobs to J.K. Dobbins straight up huh. because of the injury concerns. So if we can get through these next few weeks without a hamstring popping up, because we always know the hamstrings, it seems like that pops up whenever these players are coming back from an ACL. I do, I do agree. I think we could see Dobbins. I mean, with the hype of Barkley, Eckler, Chubb, depending on what happens with Deshaun Watson, yep. I think Dobbins could get back up into that top nine-ish territory. Um, you know, I, I've attempted to move him. A lot of people, even if he was on the pup, not on the pup, there were those injury concerns. How is he going to come back? That was a question mark for a lot of people. So I haven't been able to move him. Um, you know, I, I'm constantly looking to move and acquire everywhere. And Dobbins not necessarily a player that's been moving a lot. Dan, are are you as optimistic here with Mr. Dobbins or are there other question marks for you? I'd say I'm with the optimism 
my concern might have been, you know, maybe it sounds a little milder than it was for Mitch, but him returning is definitely reassuring. And I think you gave that example of those, you know, a trade with Josh Jacobs involved. And I think that's where he'll most separate himself. Not that I would have even taken Jacobs or Miles Sanders or Nolaire before Dobbins before, but what I would have done was if we're in a draft often is like I would take that stud receiver where I would have normally taken Dobbins and then settled for a Jacobs or an Alaire or Sanders or, you know, Gibson or someone I like and Elijah Mitchell, whoever it is that would slide to me and be happy where I think if we see more of Dobbins being healthy, now I'm going to hop on Dobbins and I'll probably take the wide receiver in the next round. Um, so, so I think it secures his place. And then as you mentioned, JB, he has an opportunity now to even climb higher once we see how healthy he is because it's the opposite of the Mac Jones syndrome where, Hey, we don't like that New England system. It's not as tight. Enti- it's not a quarterback friendly for for the fantasy world. Where in the running back world, we, I know it's been a little bit overblown, maybe a little bit over the years, but the potential is there to get a lot of, you know, especially the way they've drafted extra tight ends, a lot of, a lot of work and volume in Baltimore. Yeah, I know. Obviously, the concern from a usage perspective is will Lamar Jackson utilize the running back in the receiving game? Is he going to vulture? carries inside the five is it could be mark andrews time when they get closer to the end zone so there are valid concerns i the the challenging part here is and i'm always one to do this if we get a positive report not a blurb not a hype piece but a actual positive news a player activated from the pop list it's really difficult to go out and acquire that player at that time right so i would let it like just let it sit for a while, maybe not necessarily go out and look to acquire him. But if you were somebody that might be out on Dobbins, I see Kevin, the chat, and this is a conversation. Oh my goodness. Might've been even over a year ago. He had Dobbins on a roster. He didn't want Dobbins. He was trying to move him. Nobody else in the league wanted him. But now if you were stuck with the JK Dobbins, this is the perfect time to strike in my mind. Now, a few trades, Again, actual trades that have gone down. Dan, I want to start with you. Then we'll go to Mitch on each one. I have four trades here. Some of these are layups. So, okay. Dan, J.K. Dobbins, and assume twelve. they're all 12-team super flex. All right, J.K. Dobbins and the 2022-106 for Nick Chubb. These all were done in the last two days. Dobbins in the 106? Easy. That yeah, and I'm wondering that one was yesterday. I'm wondering if it took place before the news came out that Dobbins. So, so take these with a grain of salt because now we have him being activated. So you both have taken Dobbins in the 106. Dan Dobbins for Cam Akers and Josh Palmer. Cam Akers and Josh Palmer. Akers. Are we are we buying into? We're getting conflicting reports. You already know what I'm going to say, Mitch. We're getting conflicting reports in Los Angeles. A lot of beat reporters are saying "Ah, it looks like a 50-50 split. Every drill, it's it's Henderson and Akers, the the comments that McVeigh has thrown out there. But then we get the report today. I don't know if it was another beat reporter. Cam Akers. It's Cam Akers. Mm -hmm. He's the running back one in Los Angeles. What are we doing there in general? Kind of throwing you guys off guard here with Cam Akers, but really quick. I love this one because I love Acres, and I think I went on record. You have to find it on YouTube because 
JB put us into oblivion in, in, in the podcast world uh, last week with a lot of my shares. Mitch and I were talking about relevant best ball, like our, our most relevant running back we took in best ball that translates to dynasty. And for me, Cam Akers was one of my guys. Um, I just love. I never bought into the beat reporter thing. You know, I just think it took time to heal. And as we're having this conversation, it just makes me think, hey, if we know a team is still going to build around this guy for a few years, maybe we need to be a little more patient and a little more aggressive going after the Cam Akers and J.K. Dobbins of the world because, boy, what a value it is when they come back. And like you said, John, we can't obtain them now or it's a lot harder to. I would I would venture out and looking at it from the Daryl Henderson perspective – Maybe you get a 23 second from a manager that's been seeing the, well, it seems to be 50, 50 yeah. and Cam Akers coming back from the injury. He didn't look good at the end of the season last year. Maybe you could find that manager. That might be a situation where I'm blasting out the offer to everybody. You got a 23 second. You're getting an offer from me. Maybe that's what I'll do tonight, but only after I finish watching that fantastic show that I mentioned. Uh, I was just going to say real quick on it. Um, I think Akers is going to be the one that gets the high value touches. And that's what I care about. I think that yeah. offense is going to be really good. Who are they going to give the ball inside of the 10 Henderson, if he's healthy or Akers, if he's healthy, I think it's going to be Akers every time. So that's why I'm really high on him. And they don't throw the ball to the running backs there. I was so I really don't that. care who's on the field for third down because they're probably not getting the ball anyways. <laughs> but as far as who is a running back who could end up leading the league in rushing touchdowns that no one's talking about. I think acres is easily at the top of that list. It could be, but I fear that his limited role and involvement in the passing game, it's going to like Damien Harris had how many touchdowns last year, mm -hmm. like 15, 16, 17. And he was still only, I don't even think he was a low end running back one still. And it's because of that usage in the passing game. So I'm not saying cam Akers is Damien Harris, but there is a story to tell and look at for both of those running backs that while Cam Akers might be getting additional hype now, I would probably be looking to move him and hmm. looking at Cam. But when you when you look at this trade though, like Akers or Dobbins, they're kind, they're in the same tier, so it's a free ding, ding. Josh free Josh Palmer for me. Isn't it? Kind oh of no, the no, 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 same though. Shouldn't we be moving from Dobbins as well? That wasn't in relation to that trade. Just just oh. to specify. Oh. Just a okay. specific. Isn't everything you just said about Cam Akers specifically apply to J.K. Dobbins as well, though? Oh, certainly. But oh, I, okay. I, I was wondering, would you be surprised? Let me let me look at our projections really quick. Not oh, to get no. too sidetracked. Right. Not to get too. We're sidetracked. thirty minutes in. We have like six more topics to go. <laughs> Don't worry, <laughs> we'll get there. Fire. Hold on. Rapid this is my fire down this the is tubes. On me. <laughs> And I'm the one that gets the lecture for rapid fire. You know what? Forget about the projections because they don't tell the story that I was trying to tell. <laughs> next <laughs> next awesome. trade, Dan, this is start 12. 12 teams, start 12. Depth is important. Maybe I'm kind of skewing it one way here. Dobbins, Miles Sanders, Christian Kirk, or Austin Eckler? Dobbins, Sanders, Kirk. Give me the depth. Same. Does it change if it start 10? No. Start nine, maybe, but not 10. What if it's start 10? Now we're really changing it. Start 10, Dobbins and Miles Sanders or Austin Eckler. Take out Kirk. Dobbins. Still Dobbins? Yeah. I'm a little high on Sanders, so. All right. So a lot of, a lot of uh, consensus here. It's very rare. Very rare. Dan, Dobbins or Damian Pierce in a 23-second, 12-team Start 10. 
Dobbins. Yeah, smash that. Yeah, the Damian Pierce. I I didn't like him pre-draft. We're gonna get to him. That's just a big gamble. You know, that's too much. And these are these are my freaking show notes, and I forgot that I have him creeping there. Okay. Uh all right, Kareem Hunt. He requested a trade. Cleveland didn't approve. A minute later, he's catching passes at practice. I I mean, what are you doing with Kareem Hunt in general? Like, I, I don't I don't know if there's gonna be much of a change in his role there this year, but I feel like he's valued fairly low across the board. He's just that that slightly older running back, but when he plays, he produces even with Nick Chubb there. I would just say for me, I've been out on Hunt since last year. So for me, he's um like Jamal Williams. Just oh c- come on. But no, his value's higher, but I don't think he actually produces that much better than when if Williams gets all the work because Swift is out. I'm completely okay playing Williams in that case. But Hunt doesn't need Chubb to be out. Very true. But I also don't want to put that kind of back in my lineup. I've A back that gets fantasy points? Yeah. I, I think Mitch is drinking the hard knocks Kool-Aid no. now because we, well, we haven't no. seen that upside of a Williams. He's had too many hard siders you know? getting ready to for me, hard knocks. He isn't a back that I want on my teams. He is. I, I agree think you with you there. find that upside somewhere else for a lot cheaper. And I think that's been the hate the case with no. that for a long time. No, but okay. Yeah. So let, let, let's just get to it here because give, give me yeah, Damian Pierce in the second there. Now we're talking. Agreed. <laughs> Smash. But that's not for, what he's for, going for. for. <laughs> Watch, that's gonna be one of the trades I'm gonna be. That's like, Mitch's crap. point. He's going for too much. What do you got? Give he's us some not. rapid fire on Hunt. Right, I'm out Mitch. on him too. Mitch, again, these are all very recent trades. <laughs> Kareem Hunter, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. Smash. Kareem Hunt and a 23 first or Devontae Smith? These are all 12 teams start 10. I want the 23 first over Devontae Smith by himself. I know. Where are these these trades getting done? Okay, here's an interesting one. Mitch, Kareem Hunt and a 23 second or Miles Sanders and Paris Campbell? Miles Sanders and Paris Campbell. Okay, come on. Agree, smash. Wow. I Listen. Mitch and I were sharing a room in Canada. You can wake up in the middle of the night and I have a pillow over you. Don't worry. Don't don't worry about it. Okay? I'll be my story more than anything. I'm gonna Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt in a second. Uh come Dan, who did you take there? Miles Smash too. I mean, I just oh, there's no no way. <laughs> what world are we starting back and uh, just... what what happens to this show? Whenever I I go away for a few days Dan and just I start to agree, it works out pretty well. After. <laughs> Just for everybody, uh, you know, everybody's awareness. That was my last vacation. People are probably thinking JB's on vacation every other week, but that was my last one for the year. Um, okay. I, I, I see Let's our, our chat week. blowing up with Hunt. So obviously everyone disagrees with Mitch and I, and I get that. I mean, it, it's the Philadelphia Eagles running back situation has been so polarizing. It's, it's tough to stomach, but I'm just, I'm kind of looking away from the past and just seeing how it, incredible that o-line is this year for the eagles and he's playing for a contract i know gainwell's still going to be in the mix but i don't see someone else mixing in there too much i would just rather miles this year and going into next year and forget the second I'll, I'll, hopefully paris campbell will give me a little bit of production in that trade you're losing out minimally like almost non-existent difference in points per game this year in my mind between miles sanders and cream hunt and you're giving me a second i know that paris campbell hype's picking up but boys 
he just mispracticed with a hamstring issue. The the guy is made of glass. But it's so, it's Miles alone. Char- character counts in Coach Dan's fantasy locker room. All right, like and Kareem like Hunt it. loses there. JB, give me Miles Sanders. The Cowboys fan s- says character <laughs> I mean, such a such counts. a hypocrite when Dar- Jerry Jones is bringing in. Don't, don't get me going. All right, Mitch, Kareem Hunt or a twenty three second and twenty four third. What I was that again? While myself thinking? going for a hunt, if I think I'm using him for depth, but not my starting lineup, because I don't think he's going to prove my starting lineup enough to make those picks late. So it would be team specific. So I'd probably just go with picks to be safe. And what was that one more time? Kareem Hunt or 23 second and 24 third. With Mitch, yeah, Kareem Hunt. I love trading picks. Give me an extra running back this year. All right, Mitch. This. I think this one might be easy for you. Kareem Hunt and the great Antonio Gibson or Cooper Cup. Cooper. Cooper Cup. Man, Mitch, we agree so much tonight. Oh, God. All right, Traylon Burks, the marshmallow man, getting a lot of work with the second and third teams. Can I read some things here? Please. So there was a report on Twitter from Nick Mencio. Traylon Burks is lining up wrong and running the wrong routes this summer after not being able to pass the conditioning test in the spring. Seems to be well behind Robert Woods, Nick Westbrook, and even fellow rookie Kyle Phillips on the hashtag Titans wide receiver depth chart. And then Mike Herndon comes in. He retweets it and says, as the writer of the tweet that this is based on, I feel the need to clarify. Burks also worked with Tannehill. He lined up wrong once. He did not run the wrong route just didn't run through the route like the wide receiver coach wanted. He's largely been good, sometimes very good in camp. Like the That's a big difference. The guy that that the report was based on his quote mm-hmm. comes out and says, Nick Mencio, what are you talking about, dude? Yep. So I, I feel like like Traylon Burks might be he's gotta be one of the most, if not the most, divisive rookies in the NFL this year for fantasy purposes. Yep. You think that, that is that factual? I think it's true. And we we heard in, in all the Twitter hype we've been listening. One of the Titans coach say, "Hey, we ask things of our receivers that other teams just don't ask." So they they they're putting him through the ringer here. But that's the importance of not overreacting to initial news. Process it. Review the source. We we talked about just keeping low notes. Here. Okay, Nick Mencio. Let me remember what he's reporting. And. You know, look for the reactions to the news. You know, join our Discord. Let's break this down a little bit here and before you make any hasty decisions. But there is no way in this high heaven that Nick, whatever his name is, Westbrook Akini, is going to hold off Traylon Burke. So I'm not even <laughs> phased or worried about it. But, yeah, he's going to run with the first team right now. He's a hardworking kid who's going to run the right routes. And, you know, they got to break some habits out of Burks, But he's going to be fine. Here's the thing, too. Kyle Phillips, he is getting, he's garnering that first-team action. And I think I'm right around 30%, maybe 25% roster ship. He, shockingly, he is still available on some waiver wires. So if just check your waiver wire, see if he's out league. there. You know I have no issue unloading fab if necessary. And Dan has all the fab in the world because he's been acquiring it in every trade. But back to Kyle Phillips, the dude's a slot receiver. So he is getting those first-team reps when they're running 11 personnel. Yep. Traylon Burks, he's not going to be lining up in the slot very minimally. So... It is going to come down to Nick Westbrook and Traylon Burks. And let's see how things progress over these next few weeks. And we just need one preseason game where Traylon Burks just goes nuts. Even just one catch, one really nice catch. You you guys know how it works. Get one highlight video. 
so with all the news, all the, the jibber jabber back and forth, Mitch, you and I, we were fairly high on Traylon Burks coming in. Yep. Has your stance changed at all? I can say yep. I've been firm. I I've not, I've changed. been firm too. Yeah, no, I'm really happy with all the shares that I have. Um, since you said we could just talk about whatever we want. Well, what, so establish the run podcast talked about this three weeks ago. And I think it like, if anyone doesn't listen, this bears repeating. There's a lot of, they're not even beat reporters at this point, but they work for like SB nation or now sports illustrated kind of has their own team reporters. And this is nothing against the reporters themselves. They're young kids trying to get their start riding with what they see. But it'd be no difference than any fan going to a Denver Broncos practice and tweeting things about what's happening with Russell Westbrook. It's really what it is. But Russell but Westbrook? Since, what's Russell Westbrook doing? Well, he could play for the Broncos. You know, that I, I get one of those at each show. But you're always dropping NBA players out I, on I us. know. I have no idea. I don't even watch the NBA anymore. <laughs> but it's where was I going with that? The you reporters. Com- yes. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> just because they have the check mark, now everyone's retweeting them. And we see them in our rumor mill in the discord to where you go and actually click on the person. They're like, Oh, they write for SI, whatever. And like I said, it's nothing against the person. It's just, we need to be very careful of the people we are listening to. And we know I'm like 90% certain Nick Menzio started with Roto world or he's still on Roto world. One of the two or, NBC Sports Edge, whatever it is now. All they are is a clickbait website now. Uh, like It's what they turned into three years ago. It sucks, but it's what they do. So you have to be super careful with all this stuff now. And fantasy Twitter loves doing this. They take one little snippet of a sentence and they turn it into a big deal so they can argue over, you know, so they can get their mentions up. It's as far as actually winning in fantasy and all these, none of this stuff matters. The fact is, when you look at what the coach says, when you look at what the actual beat reporters say, Traylon Burks is fine. He's doing more than what they expect him to do in training camp, and that's what we care about. Someone else who isn't? Christian Watson, on the other hand. Like, I have a lot of shares on him. I'm like, he might not even be on my team by the end of the season. I have two shares of Christian Watson, and they are both in co-managed leagues that my Mitch... Fault. It's okay. Listen, it's okay. <laughs> But I almost had that perfect 0%. I think you have to be patient there with Christian Watson. I go back to, again, just watching the film. That kid was impressive. He's in a great situation. He's not healthy right now. He's got to get healthy. What's Because I thought about him the other day. What's the difference between him and Jamison Williams? And I know there's a big difference in talent, okay, from where they were going. But the expectation on their team, we're all going to be patient with, with, with Jameson in Detroit, why can't we be patient with Christian Watson in Green Bay? What's the difference as far as being patient, I guess, would be my, my bigger point there. I, I think the issue with Jameson Williams, we knew he was injured coming in. If Christian Watson, if we knew he was going to miss a large portion of the offseason program, he would have slid. But they're both well, missing the same amount of time. But but we... that. That preconceived notion, we knew Jamison Williams was missing time. But I would just say, don't panic and dump him. Oh, no. No, I was was being a little facetious there. but I I know that, but people will. Completely off script. I'm not buying into Dobbs at all. Like, at all. I think he is the Marquise Callaway of this season to where everyone's going to drop everything on the dude, and it's it's not going to pan out. If I could get a second, 23 second for Dobbs. Please. 
Please. Ship them off. Just yeah, there were things coming into the the actual NFL draft. I, I go through my my rookie data and my thresholds, and he wasn't hitting many of the ones that I would have liked. And that's why he was slipping in in rookie drafts. But now he's getting the hype. You can deal with it if I can cash out. I, I just want to add too. I'm, I'm gonna pick on one of our, our uh, Discord chat members here. Whoop, not Kevin, wrong one. Jamin Jamison Williamson's played against legitimate talent. Again, not comparing the two, believe me, night and day. But if you are a dynasty owner and you believe in a guy, whether it's a Traylon Burks or pick the rookie, don't give up on him this early in camp. You know, and, and, and that's just kind of maybe the coach in me. Hey, if this team invested in him and you believe in him where you drafted him, give him a chance. Don't don't be that impatient. Yeah, and I mean nobody's advocating for bailing on on anybody if they were actual news coming out something concrete okay i could see some adjustments but overall not much has happened by love uh, a, a lot of a lot of bs to be honest with you and we gotta dig through it all right dan Traylon burks trades i got six here that i pulled okay holy moly let's we'll get through it quickly all right dan Bur. okay this one's start 13 Traylon burks or hollywood brown Plus Jacoby Brissett. Burks. 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 Burks for Pickens, Paris Campbell, and a 23-second. I'm going to go Pickens just because he's my boy. I'm going to go Burks, but I think the value is actually on the Pickens side. Burks plus Noah Brown. Noah Brown creeping in a trade for a 23-first and a 23-third. 23-first. I'll take that. Go with the first. You're getting the insulated value. You're, you're, if Traylon Burks were to fizzle out here early, it, not to say you completely dump him, but that's a that's a pretty good cash out. When I if look you at you, have any? Uh, if you are a little bit nervous, when I look at those type of trades, I look at where I valued Burks this year to where I'm valuing next year's 23 first, and I value right. those player higher than Burks. Burks plus Waddle for T. Higgins and Alave. Higgins and Alave. I was afraid Dan was frozen there for a second, to be honest. Wow. With you. I know. Yeah, I'll go Higgins and Alave. That's close. Yeah, I also, I mean, for me, it comes down to more T. Higgins than anything else. Yeah. Mitch, we were just DMing about T. We Higgins were. earlier. Burks for Alave plus Calvin Ridley. To me, it's Burks for Alave. Sorry. I think we skipped, but I'll go Burks. Okay. <laughs> I'll go Burks. That's that's tough, though. Oof. No. Yeah, I, be... I know Mitch is completely out on Ridley, and we don't even know if that, he's going to be back next year. Uh, Could be free Calvin Ridley. I know, I know. I, You know what? I think I would. <sighs> you know, I'm not the one going through the rapid fire. So, Jalen <laughs> Burks or Terry McLaurin plus Malik Willis. Burks. I'll go McLaurin and Willis. I, I, uh, Willis, I, I don't think I have any shares, maybe one, but with McLaurin and Burks being the same tier for me, I'll take the free Willis and see what happens. Maybe I can flip them for anything else. All right. Josh Jacobs, heavily involved in the Hall of Fame game, a little bit more than people would have liked. But now Josh McDaniels has come out and said they are not interested in trading Josh Jacobs. Dan, any reason to be concerned or is Josh McDaniels just bringing over some of that Patriot BS? 
Maybe even neither. I mean, I'm not concerned. You know, Zamir White looked like he had a little bit more juice that night, but every one of those running backs kind of looked good versus the Jaguars' sister of the poor backups. You know, that could flip just in preseason game number two where they have more time playing with that O-line with some, you know, new schemes in the run game. And, you know, Jacobs might pop off a little bit and Zamir White might have a couple, a little bit of struggles. So I think Jacobs is the man. He's in a contract year behind a good O-line. I think he's – I'm not too worried. Jacobs is someone like I love in redraft and DFS and best ball this year. I still have a really hard time acquiring him in dynasty because I do think it could just be this year. And maybe he goes to a spot that's the exact same meal. Maybe he doesn't go to the Houston or the Miami backfields that we all like. Maybe he goes to the giants. Maybe he goes to the Patriots. And then it's like, well, we get two more years of this and so be it. So while I still really like him and I'm completely cool, if anyone wants to go out and get him, I'm personally not going out and really getting him. I've been trying. I blasted out, I think, 30 offers over the last two days, and that's might be lowballing it, to be honest. I It's been tough. People are standing firm with their value of Josh Jacobs if they have him. They like him. They like the talent. They're not reading into what happened in the Hall of Fame game. And again, just the fact that he played multiple drives. And I'm not reading into it either because I'm going out and acquiring him, seeing if anybody's a little bit lower. But there is that concern, Mitch, like you mentioned, we talked about this earlier in the offseason, that contract situation, Josh McDaniel was coming in. How is he going to be utilized? Is he going to be getting those dump offs that he got last year? Are we going to see Zamir White if those ACLs can hold up? Uh, but I am a little bit more uh, optimistic, I would say, based on his price overall. But I'm not going to go out and overpay to acquire him. And that's kind of what it's going to take. Uh, we have a comment in the chat. McDaniels wants Jacobs to shatter and allow him to install his preferred backs. Hopefully Jacobs can outlast and make it do a good landing spot, either via trade or next season. Yeah. I mean, we really never know what's going to happen when a new coach comes in, even though Josh, Josh McDaniels does have the track record with Denver. And then obviously as the OC there in new England, but we don't know how it's going to play out for the Raiders, but uh, you know, at potentially a deflated price. Give me Josh Jacobs. I'm trying. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. All right, Mitch, start us off here. Yep. Jacobs plus a 23 first for Devontae Adams. Dev- uh, a 23 first. I I, I, I want to know tra- how these trades happen, to be honest with you. Dan? Jacobs in the first. Jacobs for a 23 second. Jacobs. Jacobs, holy cow. Where? Come on, people. Wake up. <laughs> Jacobs in a 23 second or AJ Dillon in a 23 third? AJ Dillon. Hmm. I disagree. I mean, that was super close. Yeah, I'll take Jacobs in the second. I mean, if there's, if that ends up being a 13th, 14th, 15th overall pick. Jacobs, I mean, I prefer Jacobs over AJ Dillon straight up. So now you're giving me the the bump in the pick. So for me, I think it's it's close, but for me, it was fairly easy just because of how I value the two backs. Uh, Jacobs. So this, like I said, some of these trades, you'll raise your eyebrows. Jacobs plus Zach Wilson, twelve team superflex for Jared Goff and Melvin Gordon. Who the hell is oh. making this? 
Joy, if, if you made that trade, I want Zach Wilson. I don't care about Jacobs in that trade. <laughs> if you made these trades, join the Discord, please. please. Join the Discord. The, the Discord is free. The Discord is completely free. Join it. We can steer you a little bit. All right. So Josh Jacobs, that tells me he is still attainable. I just haven't had luck, but I believe that you guys can. All right. Damian Pierce. Quote, Damian Pierce has been mentored by Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead. He has generated the most big plays of any running back at camp and always runs behind his shoulder pads, maintaining a low center of gravity. Buy or sell that, that positive blurb there. I mean, it, I, I had a tweet. It was, it was a retweet of one of these Damian Pierce hype blurbs. And I said, <laughs> hey, I played basketball against my two-year-old last week, and I was the best player on the court. You're playing against Marlon Mack, who... You know, returning two years out from the the uh, Achilles, Rex Burkhead, who is 39 years old. It seems like he's been around forever. I would hope that Damian Pierce is the one shining out of the group. I'm still not sold. And for some more context there, JB, this early, like we're not even preseason yet as far as the actual games with the Houston Texans. Rex Burkhead and Marlon Mack know the drill. You know, they're, they're, they're staying healthy. They're learning. They're, they're executing what coach wants. Damian Pierce is probably running like a, a bat out of hell that knows like, Hey, I'm fighting for a starting job. He doesn't know any better. Just like Zamir white. You're going to see that juice. I mean, this is their first NFL action, man. These rookies eyes are so big. I mean, you're, you're a reporter at practice and you're seeing this young kid fly around. You're excited, but let's see what happens a little bit later on. So I, I, I temper the expectations with that hype news, but I'm glad it doesn't say like Damian Pierce sucks. I mean, like that's good. He's, I, I, I give mean, him, a, I give him a Ramondre Stevenson comp going into the year. You know, he reminded me of Stevenson a little bit on film. So I, I like the kid. We'll see, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. We talked about those different thresholds. This was something we really talked about. And I talked about in the discord on the Patreon, but with the rookies, uh, you know, and the data that I have put together with the, like I said, the different thresholds, Damien Pierce, he did not check a lot of the boxes. And then the draft capital seemingly lining up with that. I don't want that day three back. Like to me, this feels almost like Michael Carter all over again. Which worked out pretty well if you moved him when you were supposed to. It worked out extremely well. who's Who's looking to buy a Michael Carter share right now? Well, you don't sell him now. You sell him when he I was am. doing do things last year. But again, it, it comes down to the, the the change in the class. You were moving for 22 picks last year. Now we're looking to move for 23 picks. Mm-hmm. If Michael Carter did that, you weren't getting a 23 first. Oh, yeah. You were getting 22 first, though, which I was more than happy with. Stay with me. Stay with me, Mitch. Okay, I'm listening. I, if Michael Carter did what he did last year, this year. Okay. If he does it. So you're it saying Brees year, isn't around. You're saying Brees is gone. Brees isn't there. Michael Carter has the same exact season he had last year as a rookie. Mm-hmm. You're not getting a 23 first for him. You can lay one for him. I don't think so. I think so. I don't, and I don't think Damian Pierce is going to hit that hype. But no, and that's, that's why I'm catching up. This is why I was okay moving picking him with all my mid seconds that were around. I was happy to get him or Algier or whoever, because I do think there's the hype to where you could end up getting, might have to add a little bit, but you can get a late 23 first for people making a push late in the year. That's going to happen. People like money more than like draft picks. Well, I'm going to tell you, Oh wait, are you sure about that? I know. I I was like, if you're not on Twitter, that's actually true, but Twitter, not so much. 
that this comes down to, and we got into this an episode long ago, earlier in the off season, but if Damian Pierce were to do what Michael Carter did, what would he go for? Is there the risk next year them bring somebody else in? Absolutely. Yep. If he were to fail early in the, the season, and I say fail, if he just doesn't give you immediate production. So not necessarily fail. That was a bad choice of word there. But if he doesn't give you that immediate production, his value, it is going to drop. So if you would move him for a 23 second plus right now, I would take that. I would hedge, take that, kick it down the road one more, one more year. And ideally I'm attacking it from a strategic standpoint where I'm looking at teams and that 23 second very well could be early. Ideally. I can see that. I don't disagree with any of that. Okay. And I just want to say this about Michael Carter. I think he has standalone value kind of like a Kareem hunt. You know, I think he's a talented oh kid. This is, this, is a, this is an offense that's going to play two running backs. And I think this kid will play himself. Like, let's say Brees Hall becomes a star. I think Carter will play himself into a contract somewhere else. It's just that he's a talented kid. Like, I just don't give him away, I guess is my point. Like Nobody's giving. Listen, you you guys love to put words in my mouth. No, I'm not I mean, saying. We didn't disagree with you, JB. We agreed we with agree. your point. And you still We're just adding context to Michael Carter. I'm just. No, no, no. no I'm not. I want him. I'm, I want more than the 42% dynasty shares I already have. Not like I did a year 42%. ago. Brees Hall has stole his thunder, but I want him on my rosters. I want him for depth. I want him as But again, option. my point being, if you would have cashed out at the appropriate time. Hey, how many I, I, and did I should you have, have to cash out on last year, John? How many did I have? Yeah. I got. I, I will not gladly share this information lot. once I have it. I'll just say not a whole lot. I'm pretty sure my roster ship was just as high as yours for percentage right. because of our co-owned teams. Oh, out here. Team. All right. We rapid fire. We're, we're, we're 54 minutes. Hard knocks oh, is man. coming on for yeah. Mitch. Ra- rapid, rapid, rapid. Damien Pierce. I almost said Damien Harris. Damien Pierce or a 23 second, Dan. Pierce. Pierce. That's kind of, that. that's the line of, I, I want a little bit extra added to either side. Damien Pierce plus a 23 first or Travis Etienne in a 23 third. ETN. I'll go with the Why first. are you trying to fire Sorry. sale? I'll go with the draft Carter pick and Pierce. Uh, I'm going to take ETN. Close. Damian Pierce plus James Robinson plus a third or David Montgomery? I'll go Monty. I'll go Monty, but then I want to move him. Yeah, that's kind of an ugly trade all around. But that's kind of the, it seems like the value, the range overall mm-hmm. is right around that 23 second. There were multiple pierce for 23 second trades so whatever side of the the coin you are on if you can commit to that if you have conviction that seems to be the tipping point so go out and get yourself damian pierce for that 23 second get off him for that 23 second maybe add a little something and i matthew step i I could see the etn side i just am that high on next year's draft i just wanted to throw that in there so it's kind of like a free pierce to me yeah, and again, some additional context would be very useful. Yes. Yep. Is my team garbage? But we would like to think if we're actively acquiring a running back like ETN, we're in a position to contend. I would hope. I would hope. Matthew Stafford dealing with pretty bad tendonitis in his elbow. Unusual oh, for good. football players. Uh, let's just get straight to the trades, and this will show me if you're concerned. Mitch Stafford. For Davis Mills plus Hunter Renfro, 12-team Superflex. Stafford. 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 
Stafford plus a 23 third for Jared Goff and a 24 first. Stafford. I'm not that patient. Stafford. Stafford. I don't love it though. Oh, I would smash Stafford, Allen Robinson, Javante Williams for Jalen Hurts and Stephon Diggs. What are people doing? Stafford? Stafford. These are actual trades. In the Javante last might be days. worth the other two by himself. <laughs> what are people doing? Stafford for Tua. Dan, Stafford or Tua? No. That one could actually happen right now, I think. I mean, these did, they all happened. No, I think I'm a Tua truther. I'm going to have some conviction. In Dynasty, it's painful, though. Stafford. It's great you have conviction, but you're wrong, man. You're wrong. Tariq Hill, uh, Waddle. Hmm. Uh, based on my professional opinion, which carries no weight, there's no reason to worry about Matthew Stafford. Yeah, there is. You like him, there's so he's injured. Bit. That's what's going on here. Uh, yeah, Mitch said I, I'm putting the curse on everybody. Matthew Stafford, who uh, uh, Cole Turner just got injured. Gallup, Gallup Charlie Kohler, he <laughs> sports hernia. Pretty much anyone you like. I know, yeah. I know. All right, Naheem Hines. And I quote, I've heard a lot of two-back system. They're going to work with him, using him out of the slot with Jonathan Taylor, not in place of him. One thing they got frustrated with last season is they felt like Naheem Hines was underutilized in this offense. All right, from a beat reporter. So Naheem Hines or 309? Hines. Hines. Naheem Hines for Samaja Pirine plus a 23 third. Hines. Hines. Juju plus Hines or Traylon Burks. Burks. I'll go Juju and Hines. That one's super close for me. Um, again, I'm not I'm not putting myself through the rapid fire, so it doesn't matter. Naheem Hines and another one, 305. So uh, we're going Hines there. But that again, this is just showing the price point, the the tipping point. 23 third. If your rookie draft hasn't taken place yet in 2022, a mid to late third is gonna get it done. And for a depth piece, bye week fill in. If you're in a deeper league, that's a player that could contribute and could help you along the way. Final thoughts. Minute and a half left, boys. Uh, my final thought, can't this weekend, like I said, if anybody's going to the expo, any of the days over the weekend, hit us up. Love to hang out and meet everybody. And make sure you are oh, what the heck was that <laughs> make sure you are not buying into every single blurb that is coming out and make sure just the, the depth charts are all coming out right yeah. just breathe <laughs> relax what tyler algier who was it was it algier that was the running back eight on the depth chart somebody like somebody one was just released and they were the running back eight who's carried eight running backs come on all right mitch final thought for the listeners just going to say, I say this multiple times throughout the year, update your trade bait and list what you want. I did that in all of my leagues. Well, about 50 of them yesterday. And I got easily 10 to 12 trades done in the last 24 hours. And I didn't have to put any effort into it besides just posting my trade bait and what I like. It's worked out lovely. Yeah, God forbid Mitch put in any effort whatsoever. Yeah, Dan, what do you got? Just two quick hits. Expo again in Canton. Uh, Sunday, I'll be at a booth, a booth called Charlie's Huddle. 
We're going to have some cool giveaways. I think we're going to have a Boomer Esiason signed jersey, um, some power tools, some Fitbits, some cool giveaways, and a free T-shirt just for coming to the stand. So please come to check out Charlie's Huddle. And then um, I'm also going to have a BMC in the DFS booth there. So hopefully, you know, some of you will visit. We'll talk a little DFS. I get to cheat on John for, for, for a half hour or so. And then it'll be Dynasty the rest of the weekend. Um, diving into O-lines. I'm going to be diving into defenses and DFS next. So what we will we will get some more clarity to all these beat reporter news in the upcoming weeks, man. Hit us up on Twitter and in our discord. Mitch, our goal between the two of us, we got to get Dan a little liquored up this weekend. Oh, that's going to happen. I would like to see Dan a little buzzed up. (laughs) That won't take too long, boys. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. We'll let everybody get out. uh, Watch hard knocks for Mitch Sorensen, Dan LaMagna. I'm John Bauer. We will catch everybody next week. Have a great night.